The Ponch Stevenson Show. PonchStevenson.com. Episode 278. Sunday, April 3rd, 2016. Oh my god, I hope this works. Alright, so um, we're ready to go. Alright, man. And we are back! Uh, this is the, uh, the the remnants of the Paunch Stevenson show. Uh, this is so weird because normally Rob does the intro, so... Um, I am Greg, and with me on the other line across the international... Uh, Dateline and the international, uh, the transatlantic cable and whatever else is the infamous Paul Stevenson show super fan, Spaceman David. Infamous. 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 I'll tell you what. I'll I'll take a swing at the uh, the intro then if you want me to. <clears throat> After three, one, two, three. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode uh, 262, I no, think. No, not even close. 200 and something. No! Well, yes. All right, hold on. Let me find the actual episode. I am Spaceman David. You are Greg. Yes. 278. So, oh, oh. 278. 278. My yes. Right, okay. 10 years, Greg. 10 years. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's 11 years, really. Well, I've, I've posted something today. Uh, Did you? When the Don't show started, I was in my 20s. So was I. And now I'm in my 40s. Oh, Just to put some really bad perspective on things. Oh, God. I do That's have to... Long time. You know, I do have to apologize, though. Why? <laughs> well, Rob and I, because you, you're the only one that posts comments on the website... And you've posted a comment for every episode we've ever done. And <laughs> you posted like 300 of them in the last like few months. And we never like read them. Right. So I have to apologize for that. That's fine. I've, uh, as right. long as I know they're there, that's okay. All right. Well, I, I'm not even sure if we read them. They're there the, the for future reference. That's the true. Yes. Never die. It's the, the, the posterity. Yeah, so so after like at the end of our existence, um, you know, like at the end, do you ever see AI artificial intelligence? Oh, years ago, yeah. Go on. Um, you know, so at the end of the movie, stupid Haley Joe Osment's there. He's the only thing left. He's not really alive. He's a robot. And then these alien-like things come and and like pick him up and and like study him as whatever they are. And I you know I don't know if they're like some future human evolution of two million years in, into the future or something like that. But I just feel like that's what will happen is this like, you know, like these like really weird, like slimy skinny looking alien things will come down and they will, they will look into the archives of the human race and they will find the Paunch Stevenson show. And right at that moment, they will turn around, get back into their ship and take off and leave. Yeah. I'm just, I was just thinking if, if, if this show and, and, and my, my droning voice is 
the apex of human evolution. Yeah. Um, I, I imagine that uh, that yeah, intelligent life would would do a U-turn and uh, try and loop somewhere <laughs> else. Uh, I think there's a, there's an old joke I think from Calvin and Hobbes: um, the surest sign of intelligent life in the universe is that they haven't tried to contact us, which I think is quite uh, mm. quite philosophical, and I do agree with that. To be yes, yeah, I probably do too. So, um, so here we are um, for the uh, the listener or two out there, and and then of course the 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 future evolution. The future highly evolved humans that come to listen to this. Yeah. Um, you may wonder what happened to Rob. Um, he actually perished in a forest fire. Oh, dear. Right, okay. <laughs> Set fire by Ewoks or what? Um, yeah, yeah, uh, possibly, yeah. I think it was actually Dave Coulier doing a fart. He farted on, like, a, a lit match and that the whole... Uh, <laughs> The whole forest went up in flames. Right. Again, uh, Dave Coulier, is he... Right, this is the, the scant information I have of Americana. Is Dave Coulier... The only thing I know about Dave Coulier, didn't he take over from Lorenzo Music on The Real Ghostbusters? That's true. He was right, Peter right. He was Peter Venkman, yes. Oh, am I getting him mixed up with somebody else? No, that's him. Is that Dave Coulier? Dave Coulier, yeah. Yeah, right, okay. Right, as long as I know who he is. Is he, is he known for his uh, flatulence? Yeah, well, yeah. So, like, he's he was on this show called Full House, which was a sitcom over here for many years, um, with Bob Saget and John Stamos. And he would do, like, he always farted. Like, he literally farted all over them, like, all over the set. They were like, it was ridiculous. And and he does he makes, like, all these different fart sounds. Was this in the Was this in the show? No, never in the show. Uh, I was going to say because at that time I seem I seem to uh, recall American television, as it may be now, relatively um, conservative, certainly for uh, scatological humor like that. I don't think that would be very appreci- appreciated over there. Yeah. So well, this was... is a behind-the-scenes thing of him um, dropping gas. Yeah, well, that was the 80s. All right, okay. So I, I guess you couldn't fart on television back at that point. I don't know. So when did when did, uh, when did things change in America? Uh, it's after oh, 9-11. No. Really? No. Oh, I don't know. You've got to cut that. You've got to cut that. I think... I don't think you probably still can't do it on network. I don't know. <laughs> is I, I do I do know. I don't know if it, again. I don't know if it is still happening over there. Um, there was the quote unquote wardrobe malfunction Super Bowl Super yes. Bowl and Janet Jackson. After that, um, I think programs like uh, even The Simpsons and, and quite you know massive shows like that. They couldn't even show um, like an animated backside, ah. like Homer and, and Bart and, and you know crazy characters like that. Before that, <laughs> you know, like Barney. I remember Barney would be dressed as a baby uh, Barney. in one episode, and his um, his his nappy or diaper uh, blows up in the wind, <laughs> and he runs <laughs> after, and he runs after it. 
Now, all those jokes, physical humour and things like that, all that was clamped down upon. Again, am I, am I right in, in, in that or... Well, yeah, what you wound up having was cable and shows like South Park that just blew... They just took the... They took that 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 line and just erased it, and and it's gone now. And now, you know, now it's like a race to be the raunchiest. Okay, right. Okay. So, so yeah, I would say South Park was probably well. I mean, even like Ren and Stimpy. Remember Ren and Stimpy? Oh yeah, brilliant. Ren and I mean, Stimpy. they were yeah. I mean, they were pretty 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 big with the gross out humor um, as a cartoon, and then like, like I said, then eventually South Park just went above and beyond, you know, what, yeah. what anybody had done before. But, but it's so, in, in things like Ren and Stimpy and South Park, it's so, um, it's so gentle, it's so charming. I know, I know the jokes, and certainly with South Park, the jokes and, and, and the target for their satire is, is usually quite venomous. Mm. However, it's, it's animated... TV and and this certainly I think Ren and Stimpy um, I think that was on in the evenings it was certainly yeah. on in the evenings over here I don't know what what time it was on there it's obviously not it's not on for toddlers no um, but you know South Park's on at like half past ten at night and yeah the minute that starts you know that's for adults um, right but you certainly you're not going to get nudity and swearing and things like that on yeah. on mainstream television and, and all because of <laughs> Janet Jackson's agent no, on no no it, it, it's standard and practices they've been having that forever well I, re- I remember seeing the Janet Jackson thing and yeah it it was obviously a dance move <laughs> uh, it, it was just just with a head turn and everything it was so obvious a dance move and it's, if it was a, mal, a, a wardrobe malfunction, why is she wearing some jewellery over, um, a, you know, I don't know what language to use, I don't know to offend anybody. Uh, uh, yeah. Over a certain part of her anatomy, which yeah. is part of the costume. I think that that was intentional. From I think yeah. that was her intentionally looking to do that from the get-go and, you know, whatever. <laughs> How did we get onto Janet Jackson? I don't know. So uh, instead of Michael Jackson, we be talking about Michael Jackson. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do a Michael Jackson. Uh, well, nah, Rob's not here to do the Michael Jackson. Rob, come back. <laughs> you don't need me on this show every other month. That's ignorant. See, I can't even do it. <laughs> I can't do that. Um, well, it's, it's quite late here, and I'm not going to start doing high pitched squealing noises. Uh, because my neighbours are probably thinking, "What is he doing again?" Mm. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to do any shouting. All right. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. So uh, those of you who who missed the last episode, uh, Rob uh, has uh, more or less retired from the show. Uh, we may have him back at some point uh, later this year. Uh, after some of the conventions, we'll have to see. But. Um, uh, he did promise me that he would return uh, upon the death of Sean Connery. On the death of Sean Connery? Yeah. Would he be, is he alive, dead? We don't even know at this point. Nobody's seen him. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, don't want, I don't want to 
uh, spreading your rumours or anything. And I think the last thing he did was at least five years ago, and it was a voiceover for an animated. It, it was an animated Scottish cartoon. Um, I think it was voicing a dog or something like that. Um, I'm, again, I'm, you're paying me a million dollars to voice a dog? I don't think he's even that energetic anymore. I'm, I'm, I've got a sneaky suspicion. You know, you're paying me a million dollars to voice a dog? I think he's got a degenerative disease. Um, he's, I think he's got something, uh, some form of degenerative disease. This is a very depressing show. But he's like um, 90, well, he's like 90 years old. No, I, actually... The only time he's really been seen is he's been seen at the U.S. Open tennis uh, tournament the last few years because uh, he he goes to see uh, Andy Murray. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's been he's been spotted. Oh, right. So is he? Is he does does he, he look okay? I mean, he look, he's getting around. He's talking. He's you know he's skinny and very old. I mean, he's like eighty five. Yeah, he's, I mean, I think he's older than that. I think he's a year older than. Um... Oh, is he, sorry, I think he's a year younger than Roger Moore. No, 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 no. Is he not? No, Roger Moore was... Roger Moore is, at this point, this year, 89 years old. 89. And right, Sean okay. Connery this year will be 86 years old. You just... You, you, you slightly turned into Roger Moore then when you were... When you were getting into uh, Roger Moore, that's right. I'm, I'm, I'm Roger Moore. He's my James Bond. I don't know about anyone else. I, I have near near punch ups about with people when when I say Roger Moore's my favorite James Bond, and he always has been and always will be. You know, my favorite Roger Moore James Bond performance was not even James Bond. It was as Seymour Grossman <laughs> in the Cannibal Run. Cannibal Run. <laughs> That's not a very sporting way to win. What do you think, Father? It's when he's when he's there's that there's that big punch up towards the end. Yes, with, bikers, with Peter Fonda, and it's the guy from I think it's uh, I think it's over there. It's called Longish Yard. Over here, it was called Mean Machine. The Burt Reynolds film. The bald yeah. karate expert fella. Oh um, uh, yeah. Oh no, uh, uh, Richard Keel. <laughs> No, no, I know he's, I know he's in it. He's, he, he breaks Richard Keel's nose in Longish Yard. Oh, okay. He's like, he's like the, he's like the prison badass. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, and I know who he is. Yeah, he's he, and, and I think he was an NFL player. Says, I must warn you, I'm Roger Moore. I'm Roger Moore. He's like, who? Frack. Roger Moore. Frack. <laughs> and he's down, and it is. I think, I think with that, I think that, I do agree with you there, actually. For me, because a lot of people don't like Roger Moore because they're always, his, um, his James Bonds were quite uh, camp and, and yeah. quite, you know, he winked at the camera kind of, <laughs> you know, figuratively winked at the camera. And, and, and here, certainly a lot of, of people my age and even those younger, it's, it's all... You know, Sean Connery, Daniel Craig, Pierce Brosnan. And I just think, no, Daniel Craig's been in some great, well, the last two were really, really good. Mm. But as Bond, he just looks like, well, I've, I've, heard, him, I've heard him described as a, as a, as a muscular monkey. <laughs> but I don't know, if you have a look, 
at a, a, a fella called Sid James from the Carry On films. Mm. You may not, it may not translate over there, but if you have a look at Sid James and put him next to um, Daniel Craig, they're the same person. However, that's by the by. What? Now, I mean, for I... me, the, the the Roger Moore performance in Cannonball yes. Run is it shows how um, how much of a sense of humour he had about himself. Yeah. And he, he anyone for me, and certainly in Britain. People that don't take themselves seriously uh, are very, very well respected. Um, but I just think Connery and, and, and Pierce Brosnan, because they kind of took things a little bit more seriously, they were treated more seriously. And I don't, I don't want to sit if I want to see a serious spy film. But not as serious as Timothy Dalton, who was said to be too serious. <laughs> see, I, I really like Timothy Dalton. I think the first Living Daylights was one of the best Bond films, and then the next one, License to Kill, was atrocious. Uh, and I, I, think, I, I think that was. I mean, I'm biased because he's Welsh and my grandma was Welsh. Mm. Uh, and there's a great, there's a great bit at the beginning of Living Daylights where he's, he's acting. When do, he's do you know who else is Welsh? Mr. Davis. John Rhys Davis. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's arguably the most Welsh name I've ever heard in my life. He's <laughs> David. You can't get more Welsh than that. Yes. I've got relatives with less Welsh names than that. Mm. Um, there's, there's, but there's a bit at the beginning of Living Daylights with Dalton Falls. Who, who was the, also in Living Daylights, John Rhys Davies. He was. That's right. Apologize. He was, yeah. Um, he falls through the roof of that boat right <laughs> at the beginning. And he, he snatches the phone out of that, that woman's hand and he, sa- and he says she'll call you back. Now, overseas listeners may not uh, appreciate the way he says it, but when he says that, he he says that in his own accent. It's so Welsh. Mm. And I'm not going to do a Welsh accent because it ends up sounding Indian or South African (laughs) or something like that. I'm going to offend several continents if I try and do it. Um, But yeah. uh, Who is your... Hold on. Who is your favourite... Who would you say is the most famous Welshman... In the world, I I have a pick for that, but the first person that's jumped into my head is Tom Jones. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. Was Tom Jones? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a very I'm not a very big uh, fan of Tom Jones because uh. he, again he treated himself seriously and he dyed his hair for about forty years and everyone everyone over here was saying just stop down your head nah. you look ridiculous yeah, but you look you... like you've got a, a nest on your head yeah but didn't you see him in Mars Attack he was like a goof he's, no in Mars Attacks and that's one of the, the few Blu-rays I own he's, oh. he is brilliant he is brilliant very funny in that and that kind of sl- started to uh, he started to win me back <laughs> but round about that time mid to late 90s he was he made a massive comeback yeah. and he was he started to he released an album and every other track was like with a young and up and coming uh like pop act or whatever. Mm. And it was just Tom at your age. <laughs> he must have been he must have been late fifties by then or mid mid to late fifties and it just looked um it just looked embarrassing. Uh, and well, now, I mean, have you seen Paul McCartney's hair lately? Uh, you know, he's oh. <laughs> So, I mean, it, 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 it looks like a like a raccoon's hat, head on there. I mean, it's it's bad. 
the, the, there's a joke from a sitcom over here called uh, Phoenix Nights, and and, and uh, it's a joke saying, "Have you dyed your hair, or have you gone prematurely maroon?" <laughs> and his hair is it's burgundy slash maroon. That's right, love. Well, yes, that's right. He's what seventy three, something like that. that. That's right. I like that's a, it's a good it's a good colour for me. Yes. But as he gets older, he's he's turned into George Takei. Nah, he. He he looks awful, and his hair... It's not just the hair color on him, but the hair cut just looks terrible. Is he wearing a wig? No, I don't think so. I, I think... I think that because he is so old, and his hair is so old and, like, you know, like, wispy and all that, mm. you know, he should... I don't know. He should do something else. It, it remi- it's her. Remi- again, I've got onto Paul McCartney's... Uh, suspected wig. That's what I uh, love. But, um, but his, uh, his her reminds me of um, like the infomercials from the early 90s that we got over here when, um, when uh, satellite television came to came to England and we got um, is it QVC? Mm-hmm. And it was these ridiculous men who look like uh, Honky Tonk Man from WWF? Oh my God! I know who you're going to talk about. And and, and Don, is it was it Don West? I don't. I, the names I've no idea. The one guy sounded like this. Well, every, everyone sounded. Okay. Like that. Well, this is what you we're selling a Shaquille O'Neal rookie card for 19.99, and then the other guy would be like, "No, you can't do that." I won't let you. I will take out a gun and shoot you in the head. You cannot sell it for that low. I hope that fellow was joking. Yeah, there were. In fact, the one guy who I know is probably the guy you saw, Don West. Uh, wait, was it Don West? I think that was his name. He actually wound up in for many years. Uh, he was uh, on television. He was a commentator on professional wrestling. I can't. I can't picture him. But he, I, I, I do recall... They had a, mullets. They had mullets. Oh, everyone had a mullet in 1991. Uh, Certainly in America. I didn't have a mullet. Uh, 86 when I had a mullet. Uh, but I think you were allowed in 86. But, mm. I mean, I'd like to have the chance to have a mullet these days. It's <laughs> turning into, uh, I think we established last time, Malcolm McDowell as I get older. That's true, yes. Um, <laughs> but there'd be these adverts where they put like a... a a, a what's it? Um, like a, a rubber ring around someone's head and a spray the head. Oh yeah, the spray, the spray here. The John Travolta had that. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and yeah. There's. I mean, I've seen Travolta recently, and he's just a, a, by all accounts very very nice fellow. I know. In, I, I've met him. He's very nice. In again, yeah. In real life, uh, you know. But again, by all accounts, a very very nice man. Misguided, <laughs> very nice man. But he looks ludicrous. Embrace the fact that you're bald. I don't know. He yeah, he looks really <laughs> weird. Just um, <laughs> just have it at the back. Yeah, and just forget you've got it on the top. Well, you you know who else has the spray on hair now? Has had it for years. Oh. Peace and love. Peace and love. Oh, no, don't talk to me about Ringo. Oh, that's what I've got spray hair on my oh. head. I'm warning you, I'm warning you with peace and love. <laughs> he looks, Ringo looks like, he, he looks like a worm now. 
Um, the, the last time I saw what Ringo looked like, I think there was a photo of one of your one of the thumbnails and one of the, 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 the recent shows that you posted. Yeah, well, was this guy I know got got the photo with him. Yeah. Um, but the last time I saw him was when he's in the back of that car doing that. I'm warning with peace and love, and that's about four years ago. <laughs> But he's never. T- I've not seen him without sunglasses on for no, and, and not me a long time, since no. the eighties. Easily, I think there was a ch- there was a charity record for um, yeah. for a, 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 a tragedy that happened in in, in Liverpool in the eighties, and I'm sure he was involved. And I think that's the last time I saw him without his, his shades on. <laughs> wait, wait, was that the soccer stampede? Yes, it was. Uh, it was yeah, not yeah. very nice at all. This is—I don't again. I don't want to don't want to turn this show into a downer, but I mean, it's, it's a historical occurrence. But it's the thing is though, it's it's very very local to here, and I've got friends who were directly affected by yeah. it. It's you know, I'm, I mean, I think I said last time on on the show. Um, I mean, you go. I mean, I'm pointing. You go half a mile in that way. And you're in you're in Merseyside, which is which is obviously Liverpool territory. Um, but yeah, it's again. I don't want I don't want to drag the show down. But that was the last time I saw him without glasses, if I, if I recall correctly. And that was '89. <laughs> and every time I've seen him since, he's either he's coming across like a he's like he's like a Sergeant Slaughter shaped balloon that's been popped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just saw Sergeant Slaughter the other day. You bumped into Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, he was at a wrestling convention I went to on uh, last Saturday. Oh, Greg. Yes. These names that you just casually toss away. He's actually on the screen behind me on my television <laughs> at the moment in his early 90s traitor uh, to America. Oh, with the Iron Sheik. I saw the Iron Sheik on Saturday, too. He stood at the side of him right now. Yeah. You jabroni, I kill all of you jabroni. <laughs> how, did he get a, how did he get away with that? Because it was the height of the Gulf War. Because they needed a bad guy. <laughs> but didn't he, didn't him and his family have, you know, FBI agents? Nah, they don't care. It's wrestling. I know, but but people still thought it was. Well, oh. it is. But just for the listeners out there, wrestling is real. Yeah. However, um, well, they the had that. I remember the angle where they had to take Hulk Hogan off a of television, and so they had the tugboat. Who, by the way, was also at the convention on Saturday. I met the tugboat also. Brilliant. Yes, and the tugboat turned heel on Hulk Hogan and sat on him, broke all his ribs. Yes, I and Hulk Hogan got... had to go to the hospital, and and they sent like a, you know millions of, of letters of get well car, get well cards went into the hospital that Hulk Hogan wasn't even at. <laughs> like, oh, brothers. Brothers, thanks for for uh, for giving me all these get well cards, brothers. What? Right, tugboat. But I've got to leave to make. Uh, I got to go leave to make Thunder in Paradise, brothers. A new show that, on TNT, which was was that the angle? Garbage. I don't remember. I think that was Thunder in Paradise. Was that mid nineties? Yeah, no, that was um, that was actually after he had left completely and went to WCW. Oh, so that would have been like '94, on Yeah, then. yeah, yeah. So that was right oh, around that time. In paradise. Was he a lifeguard or something? No, he was. I'm not. I don't recall what he was exactly. It was a speedboat. Yes, yes. It was yeah, a speedboat. Yeah, yeah. It was the the other guy from uh, the, his co-star was in uh, Miami Vice. Oh, uh, Michael Thomas. 
May I? No, not the black guy. He, he was uh, one of the white guys from, uh, I think, from Miami Vice. If I remember not right. Not Deal. I don't remember. Um, uh, but... Oh, Switek. I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. I'm a massive uh, Miami Vice fan. Really? If it weren't, if it was, it was either John Deal or the chap who played Switek. I think it, uh, let me see. I don't know. I don't even, I don't know. It was not Deal. That That is... That is a one hundred percent certain. Deal was uh, he was a bit part actor in quite a lot of big Hollywood films back then. And, yeah, it was uh, uh, I think it was this guy Chris Chris Lemon. Chris Lemon. Yeah, he's the son of Jack Lemon. Oh, wag. Okay. He was actually in Cannibal Run two. We don't talk about that, Greg. Hmm. We don't talk about. That. <laughs> what about Cannibal Run three? Uh, wasn't that renamed? Yeah, it was Speed else? Zone. Speed, Speed Zone. John Candy. Yeah, yeah, John Candy. Oh. Yes. Dan Aykroyd. Dan, I think was Aykroyd in that too. I don't remember. I've got a. It was I horrible. I've learned this from a certain show. That no, was. no, no, I don't think it was Aykroyd. I think it was uh, one of the McKenzie brothers. I don't even know who that is. Remember Rick Moranis and the other guy? They were the McKenzie brothers. Ah, from Strange Brew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I think it was one of the... I don't remember. Um, yeah, it was terrible. Patrick McNee actually was in Thunder in Paradise. Embarrassing. Was... I, I take... See, I want to watch this show now. Every time I listen to the Paul Stevenson show, I either have to go out and find DVDs... It's on YouTube, probably. Amazon Prime or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I mean, you sent me down the rabbit hole of Pee Wee Herman about 10 years no. ago. Hey, Pee Wee's coming back. New movie. Oh, Pee Wee's holiday. But no, I, I presume Patrick McNee, was he He was giving them the missions or something like that. I must have, yeah. I don't know. Embarrassing. I've got Embarrassing. to see this program now. I've got to see it. Is, let me tell you, Thunder of Paradise was horrible. And what was even worse was, do you remember a video game system in the early 90s? It was one of those CD systems. There was so many of them that came came and went very quickly. There was one called the Philips CDI. The knowledge I have of the Philips CDI is from Angry Video Game Nerd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's... I do know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was a piece of garbage. So one of the games on the Philips CDI was a Thunder in Paradise game, which is... It's not even a game. It, it's basically it, you just click and it just shows cutscenes and cutscene after cutscene, and it's well, it is absolutely atrocious. The control is awful. Like you can't even get through the game. It's it is it's one of the worst games I've ever seen. <laughs> so the, the legacy of Thunder in Paradise is a pretty bad one, unfortunately. I, I must admit. But I've got I've now got to see it. I just have to see this program now because no matter how bad it may have seemed at the time or even uh, even in retrospect, I bet you it's better than half the stuff that's on now. I don't know. <laughs> it was bad. Well, it's the advent of reality television. Oh, yeah, that garbage. But, yeah, it was pretty bad. So, um, so yeah, so maybe now we'll finally get into the show. <laughs> We've rambled for uh, for half an hour. Let, let me guess, you've not been recording. I have been recording. Oh, uh, you know whether it's working is another story. But that's uh, fine. You know they, you never know with these things. You can dub you can dub my voice in later. That's right. I, I could pro- I could do the spaceman David impression. I'm sure you can do a great uh, Northern English accent. 
I guess so. I don't know. It gets a little tough. Uh, Sco- your Scouse isn't bad. For someone from New Scouse, Jersey, Scouse isn't bad at Scouse all. Scouse isn't bad. Um, but no, the last I thing... Doing there. The last thing I was going to say about Daniel Craig is... It's funny because I've seen him in other movies like Defiance and Munich where he's like this over-the-top sort of guy. And he's he's good. He's very good. He's a good actor. But yeah, for whatever the reason, in the James Bond movies, he like he, he hardly ever talked. He just did stunts. I never understood that. And then in this last one, um, Spectre, which I, I really liked. I didn't like it as much as Skyfall, but I did like it. And in that one, there was a t- they put in a ton of comedy. You think? Oh, yeah. There was like there was like one liners, one after the other, and there was yeah. never jokes in in the in the Daniel Craig movies. And I I like the jokes. I like the jokes that Brosnan did. Obviously, that Roger Moore did. The, the sad thing about Daniel Craig leaving, and again, I'm no big Daniel Craig fan, but Skyfall I thought was brilliant. I preferred Spectre. I actually thought Spectre was better than Skyfall. Um, improved by uh, the absence of Judy Dench, who I cannot stand. Ah. <laughs> um, but and I don't. I mean, I don't remember a lot of his uh, a lot of the comedy in it. Um, yeah, I there was definitely in, comedy. I'm telling you, it was def- like. But he can't deliver comedy though. He can't. He can't deliver comedy to save his life. Yeah. Um, as an actor, and, and again, I think he takes himself too seriously. And the sad thing is about it, I thought they'd, they'd do a, a, like a mini trilogy. I thought, because um, mm. they need to close, for me as a fan, they needed to close off the, um, is it Mr. Hink's storyline? Because he, he just fell off a train and disappeared. There was no closure to it. Well, I mean, they could, they could use another actor and do it. I don't know, you know, whether it's going to be... Idris Elba or Tom Hiddleston or Damian Lewis. I don't know. Oh, Damian Lewis. I'm, I actually know that is not please. If he's, he's, no, no, I know he's not very good. Oh no, no. Um, I don't. I, I keep. I've heard things lately. I've heard uh, Tom Hiddleston. Um, and, and I don't know if that's. Uh, I don't know if that's just rumor or whatever. I think they should go with someone a relatively unknown. Actor. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, the the biggest problem they had was it took so long to make it because the studio, um, the studio had kind of fallen apart, and so then they had to sell it, and it mm-hmm. just it took forever. And that's what happened with Dalton. You know, Timothy Dalton. Yeah. Never made the third f- film because um, United Artists went out of business. Yeah. Yeah, and it took them that long to like get the rights back and do all kinds of stuff, and you know, and then they wound up with Brazen, who was the guy that they wanted, you know, originally. I think they want was it uh, they wanted Dalton in nineteen sixty nine, if I recall correctly. No, really? I think was he that... was uh, Timothy Dalton was mentioned at some point in the early early eighties to replace Roger Moore, and then they decided to to hold on to Roger Moore. I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was no. It was Brosnan in for your. They wanted Brosnan. Yes, for yeah. your eyes only, because they wanted to bring it back down to earth. No, 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 no. Brosnan was Living Daylights. 
Right. Okay. Yeah, he was. They. They had. They had. He won the role, and but he couldn't get out of the Remington Steel contract. Yeah, Remington Steel. And so they. They had to. They had to go with Timothy Dalton, who they had actually. They had wanted Timothy Dalton in one of the earlier movies, uh, maybe uh, Octopussy. (laughs) (laughs) They wanted Dalton, but they decided against it and kept Roger Moore or something like that. But that is a bad one. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I mean, <laughs> Even I don't like the opening's brilliant, and the rest. Oh, yeah. He he was just too old. And then he did another one at fifty-five. He did a View to a Kill, yes. Which I think that's a, it's not a bad one. Uh, it's it's McNee. yeah, Patrick McNee, Yes, he he was in that. Uh, Grace Jones, Christopher Walken. <laughs> and uh, President Walken. Greg? Huh? Whatever happened to President Welcome? Well, you know, I didn't get enough votes the last time. My, uh, what, what was my, uh, my platform was soap. Uh, free soap, I think. I... You vote for me. <laughs> you punk. You dirty punks. <laughs> Better vote for me. I just uh, that was one of the that was again that was one of the early the early episodes where I had to if I was on the train or something I'd have to turn away because he just <laughs> said sorry President Welkin said uh, chipmunks um, that was the one that chipmunks. cracked me up and yeah. I and I was laughing at something else that I'd seen out of, out of the window. <laughs> When I used to get straight, I used to get very strange looks listening to your. You know, thoughts. it's it's funny. Uh, Rob, I was always better at that, like improvised stuff like that, and I would try to do that with Rob with some of his characters, and he just like, <laughs> it's like, just draw a blank, and I'm like, come on. Well, that again, that's the, that was a charm. But he was good. No, but Rob was very very good. Like as Bill Maher, like he did the we used to do like the politically incorrect, um, which had been oh, off the air for okay. many years, and. He would do the Bill Bill Maher as the host, and that was all ad lib from him. New rules. Yes. No. No. <laughs> Never seen him. It's a bit of it is a bit of a tragedy that people get a lot of the political information from people like um, Bill Maher and yeah. um, you know characters like that instead of actually going out into the world or hey. reading some. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. Hey, hey you yeah. know, the last thing I'll say about James Bond, you know, uh, the Q in the last couple of movies, Ben Wishaw or Wishaw, whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah, he's on Broadway right now. I met him the other day. Oh, yeah? yeah he's doing The Crucible. Oh, right. Okay, The Crucible. The Crucible. Cool. Yeah, yeah. The Daniel Day-Lewis film. Well, yeah, you know, Arthur Miller. Arthur that? Miller play. Arthur yeah, Miller. but I, I went to I went to common denominator again. Daniel Day Lewis film. Uh, yes, I believe I actually was part of a, a high school production or of some sort of the uh, a reading, I should say, of the Crucible. Uh, same here. Yes. Not not very good. Didn't it wasn't wasn't a big fan of that one. You weren't John Proctor then, I take it. Uh, I you know I may have been. <laughs> you've got you've got the height and the gravitas to be John Proctor. Or, or you know what it was? I probably, I'm sure that I didn't. I purposely did not want to play Proctor. I probably wanted to play someone else, so that when I was called upon to to say to to refer to Proctor, I didn't say Mr. Proctor. I said I would be like Proctor. Where is Proctor? 
<laughs> from Police Academy. Oh. You know, uh, a yeah. Harris. Yes. Move it, move it, move it. Yeah. I just thought it sounded like you were. Um, oh God, what's the name? Is it Kinnicky in Greece? Oh. You sounded like you sounded like Earth. Jeff Can away. Yeah. Oh. Call nine one one. He passed away. Yeah, he? he did. He died. Yeah. The punch. The punch. Death show. We should be called this. This one. Yeah, well, we've got some celebrity deaths to go through here. Come on now. All right, go on. Go on. All right, so let's do some celebrity deaths. We we mentioned them off air. A couple of big British... There's no British uh, classic musicians left. They're all dead. Uh, Actually, but... I should not say that. Uh, I, I, I um, deviate a little bit here again. Uh, last week, I went for the first time ever, and I saw The Who. The Who? The Who. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, two of them. Well, yeah. Roger Daltrey, Peter Townsend. They should just be Daltrey Townsend or something like yeah. that. I show a bit of respect. You know, it's funny. Uh, first of all, they were excellent. Really? Yeah. I mean, Daltrey, you would never know that he's like 70-something. Yeah. In Wonka Fooled Again, you know how they go? He's like, dun, 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 dun. And Eagle. then there's that one point where he just screams. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it literally, like, I almost fell out of my chair. The scream was that was so powerful. So he can, he can still hit that note? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Right, that's impressive. What, well, what they do, I think Pete Townsend is, like, done in terms of, like, high notes. He can't do it. <laughs> so what they, they have back, the, most of the backing vocals are actually his brother, Simon Townsend. Oh, yeah. He's in the band, and uh, he's a guitarist. Uh, Pino Palladino is the bass player, and uh, uh, Ringo Starr's son, Zach Starkey, is the drummer. Yeah, I was going to say, I think they've still got a bit of, uh, I suppose, a bit of cachet with having uh, uh, Zach Starkey in the band, because it's still a kind of branch to, mm. you know, classic rock. I know it's not... Yeah. Well, you'd have Zach Starkey any day over Ringo, the drummer. But, well, uh, yeah, I mean, so what you see, and it's interesting what you see in the show as well. I mean, Starkey's great, Paladino, they're great, but it's funny, and I guess this is out of respect, they, uh, Pino does not, he does not do a bass solo. Like, I mean, John Entwistle would do a, ba- would do a bass solo. Oh, yeah. For like 45 minutes, everybody, the whole band would leave. <laughs> would leave the stage, it's just him playing bass. And of course he's dead, and you know, I mean, you know, Keith Moon would be playing the, the drums upside down, right? He was in the spinning wheel with the and the drums are going upside down and underwater and <laughs> right? Didn't he do that in the seventies? Uh, the I, I believe the I, I don't think he did anything that crazy. Actually. He played the drums upside down. Come on. Probably played the drums upside down. Underwater, I think that's stretching it. Yeah, and I think probably. the story about the Rolls Royce. Nah, <laughs> the Rolls Royce. But wasn't that Led Zeppelin? No, it was definitely Keith Moon. It's Keith Moon's story, but uh, there's nothing to suggest he actually did it. But again, mm. legend's more interesting than, than true. But he was the king of the room room trashing. Keith Moon was arguably um, 
one of the biggest nut jobs yes. ever. Oh, without uh, question. To the point of, um, I may get I may get the characters mixed up, but there was he went out for a night out with Oliver Reed of all people. Now I, I think Oliver Reed. It was either Oliver Reed said about Keith Moon or Keith Moon said about Oliver Reed that they couldn't keep up with him. No, so it had I, to be him. It had to be Reed saying about Keith Moon. I think so. It's a yeah. maniac. And yeah, uh, an absolute nut job. <laughs> uh, but one of those, again, one of those characters where you just think that this, you know, <laughs> this little island that you live on, um, where I am, you just think we, we did produce. And it's, I'm not a patriotic person at all. But there's little little things like that where you just go, we produce some real great characters. Uh, certainly in, in modern history, where people people around the world, uh, Britain gets a bit of respect mm. uh, through <laughs> nutcases like Oliver Reed and uh, Robert Shaw and um, yes. uh, Keith Moon and characters like that. It's, it's, it's very, it's quite nice. Mm. That we're not uh, the, the stereotype of, of the snooty, uh, you know, effete Brit. Um, uh, they're doing their utmost to uh, dispel that stereotype, I suppose. Uh, so uh, we were just, in fact, we were just talking about this uh, beforehand. Is that the the infamous one of the many, 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 many fifth Beatles dead? Oh, yeah. Sir George Martin passed away. Yes, dead. I uh, yeah, I found out was it two days ago as I was uh, buying some eggs at my local supermarket. Uh, right. It was uh, announced over the tannoy, believe it or not. Mm. Uh, and that's in a little town like this. So he's uh, he is a big character, um, and he is he does deserve the. Um, the title of Fifth Beetle. I know right. that's going around. There's at least 10 people nah. that have that title, but he is, he, he is the one. He's definitely the Fifth Beetle. Well, I mean, he played, he played piano on, like, all of their tracks, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, and his... Obviously, his... Um, his fingerprints, as it were, are on the... Certainly the second half of their career, mm. where they just moved into the studio, where they just moved into the studio, and they... They didn't want to do any traveling or gigs or anything, and, and he just concentrated on the soundscapes. Right. He um, uh, kind of went along with, well, certainly Paul and John. Yeah. Uh, the what? What? How can we make this sound? How can we do that sound? Certainly, songs like um, uh, "Tomorrow Never Knows" and, and um, "Day in the Life" and things like that were. Obviously, in the sixties, he's sitting there as a you know a good, uh, <laughs> a nice uh, middle class man yeah. sitting there with these uh, four mad Liverpudlians. Now, now he uh, did uh, he did produce he he did allow Paul McCartney to produce "Give My Regards to Broad Street," so he can't be forgiven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that was that made into a film? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it's I, it was, <laughs> it was bad. Before he made his mid eighties comeback, I think. Yeah, eighty to eighty five, he kind of sat out into McCartney. Did he? No, he did good music. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, and I am not joking when I say this. 
My favourite Paul McCartney song is the Frog Chorus. The who? The Frog Chorus. Really? We all stand together. Ah. Come with the cartoon frog. Now, that's absolutely lambasted uh, non-stop, but I like that song. I think it's actually a good arms pop song because, again, he's not taking himself seriously. Mm. And then you hear the stuff, I mean, you commented on it a couple of years ago, an album that he did about three or four years ago. And it's, you know, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you churning out all this music? Just, and and he's, to to appear on, uh, was it a Kanye West album? (sighs) He's lost all credibility and he needs to get his credibility back before he gets too old to tour and, and, well, I mean, he's still. Look, I mean, he's still one of the, a tough ticket on tour. There's no question about it. Um, and he still he pro- performs very well on tour, but uh, his 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 newer music is terrible. The the you know the the then you know not even getting into the uh, uh, the classical music that he has tried to to put out. Ugh. I don't even know of it. Was that George? That was with George Martin, weren't it? I don't think so. No. Oh no! Was it just him on his own? Uh, yeah, that's the problem. Oh dear. Right, okay. So George Martin was ninety years old. Ninety. Not bad. Good innings, we say. Um and uh, yes, the the infamous, famous fifth Beatle. And he is the fifth Beatle. Mm. So uh yeah, so that's it. It's just the two just the two Beatles left. The fighting for uh, who's gonna be the last one now. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I I I don't know. I don't know. Because Ring, Ringo's a few years older than. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe a year or two. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of years old. I seem to remember. And the big, the big one for well, I think we discussed it before, before we started. I think David Bowie. Mm. He's passed away. He's gone. Uh, that was a that was a big shock. And again, not the biggest Bowie fan in the world. But having said that, I'm not the biggest Bowie fan in the world. But I don't know how many albums of his I've got, at least eight. Mm. And I'm not the biggest fan, so it just shows I'm a, a casual fan, still has, you know, almost 10 of his albums and God knows how many singles and album tracks just in MP3 form. Right. Well, I mean, you know, the thing with Bowie is you could take any album that he's ever done and compare it to another album and you're like, this is the same guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is amazing. So yeah, he was and and like I said with Rob when when he died, um, he basically knew that he was you know he had a terminal disease and just figured you know something I'm gonna write I'm gonna re, I'm gonna write music record music before I die about dying. Yeah, the was yeah the the, the newspapers here was was saying about that was his last. He went out as. Uh, you know, a, a quote-unquote artist to use what was going on in his life to fuel his art, and, yeah. and it was his kind of uh, send-off you know, uh, to I, himself and by himself. Right, and I, I didn't, I haven't listened to it yet, but um, his previous album, which was a few years ago, I was like, I couldn't believe it. You know, you go through all these uh, these these ancient acts. Who, yeah, I mean, it's great to go see them in person, uh, especially if they can still perform, you know, relatively well. But, um, you know, the problem is when they try and do new music, it's it's just awful. 
And, you know, Bowie, I, I really felt like his new stuff was still good. Yeah, he's, I mean, again, I think he's he's always changed with the time. I mean, sometimes it didn't work. I mean, Earthling in 96, where he went into a drum and bass album. I mean, that album's awful. With one decent song on it, I recall. Yeah. But that, that's, you know, that's, again, that was... I mean, I was I was in my early twenties, well, sorry, mid twenties at the time when that came out, and um, it, it didn't speak to me back then at the time. Mm. Um, so that he has a, his, his, the odd misfire, but again, like like you just said, that he he knew his range and he knew what to do, mm. and he was never, you know, like we were saying a minute ago about Paul McCartney, where he's dying his hair, and you know, he's trying to appear with. Um, Kanye West yeah. to, to try and make himself relevant. It's like you, you can you can still do that, but have some dignity. And I think he always retained his dignity. Um, and he always, again, uh, I'll go back to the, the the phenomenon of not taking yourself seriously. I think he took what he did seriously, but not himself seriously. And that's that's a massive thing. And that that that's evident in how he carried himself and in interviews and things like that. But but for me, I mean, the the, the big loss is is, uh, is labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone laughs at it. But the thing is, the minute you said just the title of the film, people smiled. And you know, no I was never a big fan of that one. <laughs> I went to the cinema watching that, and and again, he's got a massive mullet. He's wearing a codpiece. Um, he's got tights on. He's dancing around. And it's before he had his teeth done, so his teeth are absolutely ridiculous. Mm. Um, but again, it's again there's so much charm in it, uh, and you, you can't deny the fact that I mean, personally for me, it's one of them films that when certainly the past few years people were saying, "Oh, I love uh, you know the Goonies and I love Gremlins," and I always said, "No, Labyrinth." Yeah. Is, is, that's that's the mid '80s kids film that's really really good, and I'm really. I feel justified now that I think there's a there's a there's a push over here to get it re-released into cinemas, and the 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 doing a sequel or a reboot or whatever it is now, um, that might be a nice neat segue onto the Ghostbusters trailer, by the way. <laughs> but, um, but but I again, it's it's um, David Bowie was a, a massive massive artist not just in the musical realm, but again, he was an actor and, and he's acting again, he's hit and miss a bit like some of his, some of his albums. But I mean, you've listened to something like law and which is arguably for me, arguably his best album. And it's just something that you can either sit and listen to intently, or you can have it on in the background as ambient music or whatever. And just everything from top to bottom of that album. Um, certainly the artwork, I mean, you could put that, that album cover up on the walls, a piece of art. I think it's a, a really, really good album, no matter whatever it, whatever he did before or after. Um, it's, for me, he's still got Low. And I think maybe I've got a lot of affection for Low because it, 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 um, it inspired some of my um, like favourite bands. I mean, you've got the glam stuff, the, the early 70s stuff, which is good. I mean, I had... Um, uh, the Ziggy Stardust and Aladdin Sane albums when I was, you know, 11 years old. And so I, I remember them, but, but certainly for me as I get older, and Low and, and the, the Brian Eno albums are the ones that really, that really hit. 
Um, the other death, uh, the other big one, which I don't, I don't know if it's been mentioned, uh, is Lemmy. Yeah, I, I don't remember if we did. Yeah, yeah, the uh, Just in case you didn't mention it, I mean, Le- Lemmy was that was the smack in the face. I think that was the first week of the year. Yeah, and um, and again, such affection that, that that people had in the outpourings, not just from the the music community, but he was one of those. He was another one of those characters that was just. He seemed absolutely unbreakable, and then you wake up one morning, and he's only seventy years old. He's died from mm. again. Everyone's dying of cancer. Yeah. Which is just, I think we better pick things up a bit, Greg. Cause she's getting depressed. And <laughs> about death well, there's some Come more on. deaths. All right, we'll go through quickly. Um, more deaths. Well, uh, today, in fact, Keith Emerson, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer dead. Yeah. Again, not the biggest fan, um, but mm. uh, another big pompous. Uh, 70s uh, British prog rock act but again I use the word pompous in in an affectionate sense because it's one of those times one of those groups that you probably won't see again right Um, just just unabashed um, uh, decadence I suppose you know 45 minute keyboard solos and things like that and the, uh, I, I do know uh, Emerson, Lake and Palmer. They had their names uh, emblazoned on the top of the um, trucks that they carried all their equipment in. They had each each of them had a truck each, and they had the name on the top. So when helicopters went over, they, had, they saw Emerson, Lake and Palmer in massive letters, which I thought a bit of a nice bit of um, I think a bit of sense of humour that they had. I know they, they they may not be as fondly remembered as characters like. Uh, uh, you know, Motorhead and David Bowie, but again, another another big name, another influential uh, uh, band that's uh, someone else has uh, passed on, which is again getting very very depressing. Yeah. When you realise how, how many big how many big names are going uh, just in this year. We're not even what we're we, ten weeks into the year, and there's been one a week, one big recognisable name a week, twenty sixteen. All right. Well, one one last death before you uh, you fall into a pr- depression and die yourself <laughs> from all these deaths. Um, <clears throat> George Kennedy. Oh yeah. George Kennedy was ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah. He was of course in Cool Hand Luke. Yeah. The uh, earthquake movie. Uh, he was in the first Delta Force, if I recall. And uh, and uh, the Naked Gun movies. Uh. I was always a big Alan North fan. Mm. I always thought Alan North should have made the transition to from Police Squad to the Naked Gun film. But again, yeah. a good character actor. Um, no one seems to have a bad word to say about him. Yeah. Um, and just a, a good dependable, um, a good de- dependable actor. And always, yeah. you know, and he could do, he could do drama and he can do comedy, which is always the hallmark of a, a, of a good actor. You can go from um, falling downstairs with Leslie Nielsen to uh, setting Paul Newman up to eat 50 eggs. <laughs> Second mention of eggs on the show. Yeah. Anyone else die, Greg, while you, you, you're dying? No, that's day? it for now. All right, no one's died. I'll not, I'll not check the news feed then while we're, while we're recording. Uh, all right, so... And then one little, uh, one other thing I was going to mention. Uh, there's something called I saw called cuddle clones. Ever hear of these cuddle clones? 
I have no idea what this is. All right. So basically what this is, these cuddle clones are, you take your pet that died, right? Or the pet could still be alive for all I know. And you send like you a picture. You said we were getting off death. Yeah, well, so you send like a picture to these people. And they they construct your pet until to be like a stuffed animal. So it's not really a taxidermist or anything like that. <laughs> it's it's really Where does strange. This madness end. It is really strange. So basically, um, yeah, that, that's 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 what it is. A cuddle clone. It's, it's pet cemetery. It's not cuddle clone. <laughs> so I mean, I've had a pet that died, and you know. I don't think I could ever do that. I don't uh, think I could ever have like a life-size, you know, like stuffed animal of it. I think that's just weird. It depends what the pet is, I suppose. I mean, dogs and cats maybe. And if, they, if, if you're in a family and you have a, a beloved dog that's lasted 15 years or something that you've grown up with, then maybe if you're that attached to it, because it does become a member of the family. But yeah, but it's but it's it's dead. Yeah, just let yeah, let it be. <laughs> On account. Uh, uh just yeah, let it be. Let it just let the memory just just respect the memory by not making a, a teddy bear out of them or something like that. Right. But the the, the name Cuddle Clones <laughs> is so again, you mentioned AI at the at the start of the program, yeah. start of the show. And that was, you know, that you could argue it, it's a variation of that, really. Recre- you know, and what is, again, where does it stop? Right. In hundred years, are we going to have Android children? And Android, your Android grandma? Probably, yeah. They're... Oh, it's, 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 it's just so disturbing. It is. <laughs> Get on with your own life. Yeah. It's just a life. Uh, uh, it's just a TV show. Get a life. So, I need, that's another one I need to watch. I've not watched that yet. What? Uh, Get a Life with... Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sally. Come on. It's classic. And that's, I think, maybe a bit after my time, but again, I'm, I, I, like, I like... Again, I like me American. I like me nostalgia. Mm. I'll, watch, I'll watch anything. All right, so... Distract them all the death. Yes. And the cuddle clones. Cuddle clones. All right, so... Um, as we wrap up here, uh, the floor is now yours. Anything that you'd like to bring up? I'm out of topics. My brain is fried. There's nothing well, inside. There's been nothing inside my brain for four decades. Ah. Yeah. However, if, if to close, <laughs> if we do it, if we encapsulate everything that we've um, been talking about, I'm trying to keep, trying to leave on a high note, mm. but to tangentially talk about death again <laughs> God. the ghostbusters trailer no but i haven't i have been totally divorced from this thing i don't know anything about it oh greg we talked about it last time i think last year oh, and we? i said i don't really care who is <laughs> playing the ghostbusters these days there's been a lot of talk online about it's bad that it's an all-female cast and it's yeah, not man. And I and I I've seen reviews on on YouTube of females reviewing the trailer, right? And it just isn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm extremely worried. Um, really? It, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, Again, I mean, if you've not seen it, you can't comment. And I, w- I wish you'd have seen it. I, I wish I'd have told you about this before, but it, it, it looks very bad. Very, it's not very out bad. yet. You, well, just have there's, there's two trailers. There's, there's an American trailer, and then uh, I think what's called an international trailer. Right. The international trailer's got a lot more Chris Hemsworth in it, who's playing the Janine type character. Right. Um, but there's no joke. There's no jokes in it at all. Well, maybe um, they're saving the jokes. Oh, <laughs> you, when if you just go and have a look at the American trailer, and you it'll all. If anyone's listening who's seen the American trailer, the first trailer knows what I'm talking about. Why would there be different? There's different trailers. Slightly different. It'll make again. It'll make sense when you see the two. Um, but watch the first trailer. It's and I think they've, they've hastily the, the, the studios hastily recut what they're calling an international trailer with slightly different angles on what's going on. But some of the bad jokes are still in the second one. They've not tried to improve it at all. All yeah. they've done is put um, a lot more Chris Hemsworth in it, <laughs> and that and they're trying to sell it on the back of Chris Hemsworth now, but. It, it's, it looks embarrassing, ah. really embarrassing, and it's it's the the, the selling it on the the nostalgia of of the first film. Well, that's not a good idea. <laughs> but it doesn't apparently it doesn't it doesn't take place in the same universe. So they've got all these shots of like the firehouse and and. Right. Um, uh, you know, 30 years ago, four, it says four scientists saved New York from disaster or something like that. Yeah. And straight away, that's wrong. Because it was, if, if I recall correctly, it's two scientists, an everyman and a con man. <laughs> if I recall correctly. Yeah, so you the, seem to regard the, science as some kind of a dodge or hustle. Yeah. and But again, watch it and... and, and Obviously, you you pass your own judgment on it, but it, it looks embarrassingly bad. And I, I know this is going to sound really kind of um, disingenuous of me or negative, but I really hope it fails ah. so, so they learn the lesson. Because what I think they've done is instead of... Because with the first Ghostbusters, they, they, they made a film mm. and they put jokes in it. Where this is they're trying to make it like... It's almost like a like a live action Pixar film. Um, I've heard a lot of people say it looks like Pixels, which I've not seen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just if you've not seen it, please go away and, and watch it, and you'll know what I'm talking. About. You'll know that you'll understand why my voice has this tone talking about it. Yeah. So hopefully it fails miserably, and I don't mean that because of the female cast or anything like that is just not funny. It looks embarrassing. And again, I've seen something today where if you have maybe a piece of Ghostbusters memorabilia or a, a, a T-shirt or something like that, you're now going to put them away <laughs> because people are going to be saying, um, oh, you like the new Ghostbusters? No, 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 I like the 1984 one. It's a bit like the Star Wars thing a few years ago where you, you hardcore Star Wars fans maybe a bit like yourself and certainly myself, you right. put your memorabilia away and you, and you put your fandom away and you just keep it in the drawer. 
<laughs> because it's embar- it's now embarrassing to be a Star Wars fan. That's, that's tough. It's tough. Oh yeah. So watch it, and you will be. If you're not mightily disappointed, I'll be very surprised. <laughs> Uh, well, well I, I wasn't expecting much of it. I, you know, I have to be honest with you. So, Yeah, there's an element of uh, your expectation level. And again, I, I, I said about five minutes ago, trying to, trying to, trying to end on a, on a high note and trying to end on a bit of laughter and joy. Too but late. I've just brought it down even lower. <laughs> Man, Cuddle you, clones. You are a killjoy. <laughs> Don't even force this show up. Nah, I've, I've dragged it down here. Something we got. Uh, we got three, memorium of the Paunch Stevens. Three show. people listening here. Yeah, sorry, listeners, loyal listeners, loyal fans. Uh, anyway, um, so uh, yeah. What was I going to say? All right, so uh, it was a good time. I think we'll have. We, should we do this? Do this again? At some point, huh? I hope, <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Um, again, we need Rob back. Ah, he's done. We need him back. Fired him. The the fans need him. Well, the fan yeah. needs him. <laughs> well, it's uh, it, it's it's very sad, but hopefully, hopefully he'll come back every now and again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, hopefully, uh, maybe after the chiller in April, we'll, we, if we go to the chiller, some some interesting uh, people people there and we'll uh, be able to talk about them well pass on my regards to rob yes of course of course so uh, ta-ta ta-ta my dear fellow So Christopher Walken, in 2008, for president, the Walken platform, walken2008.com. Greg, fill us in. Well, I found this on the web, walken2008.com. I guess some, I don't even know who these guys are. They they came up with a uh, website, uh, it's kind of like a goof website, in which Christopher Walken is running for president. Oh, no, we'll have an interview now. Here's, 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 here's Christopher Walken. (laughs) Hi, fake Mr. Christopher Walken. How are you? Hello, Rob. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you Did for coming you know on the show. Did you know that I am running for president of the states? Really? That's very interesting. Yeah. My motto now, is, if you want to learn how to build a house, build a house. Don't ask anybody. Just build a house. That's very nice. I like that. Uh, what what are some of the issues that you will be talking about in in your your run for the presidency, your campaign? Yeah, I, I want to talk about soap. There's not enough soap in the country right now. We're in a soap shortage. <laughs> really? Yeah. I better stock up. There's a soap shortage. As president, I would order that there we keep more stockpiles of soap. In the event that there is uh, more of a shortage, uh, and and no one has any soap, and we we all become older, odorized, and when everyone is odorized, civilization will uh, collapse. Well, that's very interesting. Uh, now that you mention it, I have noticed that 
the price of soap has been going up, so that's 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 an interesting platform. Okay, and uh, can you give us one more platform that you'll be talking about on your campaign for uh, 2008 USA presidency? Chipmunks. Uh, the animal, I think... you mean? No, the, the Alvin, Simon, and Theodore chipmunks. I find them very intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> More so than our teachers. My opponent has advertised paying teachers to teach our children. We could save a lot of money if we just allowed the chipmunks to do it instead. Well, that, okay, that's, that's a, a unique take on education. Uh, how do you feel about the war in Iraq? Any comment on that? I think if you're going to fight a war, fight a war. Don't ask anybody. Just fight a war. <laughs> the fake Christopher Walken. <laughs> Mr. Walken, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much, guys. All right, we give up. The show's over. We're done. <laughs>